Here it is for you guys. Enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to we. The Thunder. It is Monday night. I'm here with the stash. Where does stash keep all of his knives? And Thomas Schoolie. He's going to bring you to school. On, on Tanner's, you know. Ding, ding. <laughs> and uh, we've got a special guest. Let's not waste any time. He's waiting in the lobby here. So let's bring on from the crew, Sticks of Fire, Andrew Miller. Andrew, what's, what's up, going guys? On? How are you? Doing well, man. Welcome in. Doing good. You got to hear a little bit of the pre show babble about how we got together at the Stash's house this weekend. And uh, not too many shenanigans took place, but uh, it was a nice little get together. I got to say, the Stash can cook some some mean barbecue. Um, sure, yeah. Appreciate it. It's I, for uh, real. I, I heard a little bit about the shenanigans. Sounded like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's been a while since I've done a big get together like that. <clears throat> You know, I've got a big circle, lots of circles, actually, because I've lived all over the place. So it was a little thing for me to try and get a few people from all the groups I've known over the years. But uh, it was a little test run. So keep your eye out, because I'll probably do one and invite some more of the uh, Sticks of Fire, Thunderbolts, the actual fans from the show uh, next time here in a few months. But, uh, yeah, it was a good time. And as you can hear my voice, I'm still kind of recovering from a very long weekend. Uh, and... Uh, did a lot of yelling last night too. So the uh, best, like you need the, some cough drops. The, the best thing was the I don't even remember what her name was, the one that brought the sangria. She said, It's so odd seeing you and shooter in person. Usually I'm just listening to you guys um, on the podcast. She said, So it's so odd to have you guys all in the same house and hearing you guys all talk together. She's like, because I listen to the show all the time, but I have never met you guys, so yeah. Imagine living with us. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So here is the plan tonight. Of course, we're going to talk about the last week of lightning hockey. Um, we're going to get into some chat GDP. No, what, what is it? G GPT GTC? We'll, we'll have to ask the chat what it what we should call it, and we chat, yeah. have, we'll ask it some lightning questions as well. And um, there's something else. I can't just place my finger on it that happened recently. Does anyone? Uh, it's been a long day. Was there a trade uh, or something? Um, I think I saw a U-Haul outside Footsounds. Uh, I, th I think yeah. uh, I, I think ABB just gave up uh, the franchise for the next five years, according to a lot of the message boards. I think <laughs> is what happened. I don't know. That's what I heard. Yeah, so Something about some draft picks or or something along those lines. All the draft picks. Oh, <laughs> all of if you're planning on going to Nashville for this year's draft, cancel your plans. <laughs> I, I disagree because I think it was schooling that said they're probably going to be sending some extra time at Tootsie's. So I, I say we go up there for day one because that's where they're all going to be. They're not yeah. going to be in the draft <laughs> on the first day. They're going to be down at Tootsie's. You know, I saw a new... I went to the draft down in Sunrise when Tampa had no picks in the first round that year either. And it, it was boring as hell because what we were doing was we were just watching, at uh, that time, Iserman go from table to table. And we're like, oh, is he making a deal? Is he making a deal? You know, are we going to get a draft pick? And we ended the night with no draft picks. And then the <laughs> second day, we had a, a, a crap ton of them. Yeah. 
right? All right. So Tanner Janot is the newest bolt. What uh, is you know? Yes. Uh, you know. What do you, what do you, you're about to know a lot more about him. Five picks, a cow foot gets you a Tanner, as you know. And I know, I guess this has just been battling people on Facebook today. Educating what people. What do you expect? <laughs> Have you not been here for the last three years? We overpay for these guys that are not Patrick Kane. But guess what? That's how we build a third line. And ask Toronto what wins Stanley Cups. <laughs> well, they wouldn't know. No, they don't know. Don't ask them. Third line, and they never have. Don't ask them. So I'm going to five. Um, he'll be restricted free agent at the end of the year, which was part of this deal, which means they'll be able to sign him for next year. I got to imagine they're going to try to sign him long term. For giving up six uh, potentially six players. For that's that's what JBB said. The off season is he yeah. plans on they they control the rights for at least one more year. Um, but they do plan on signing him longer term, and JBB said that will be an offseason discussion. Yeah, you know, so he's a uh, power, power forward type player. Um, 20 was it 24 goals in his rookie year? Does didn't have as many this year, but that team's you know that selling team's off all slumping. Not the good. whole team is slumping this year. Nobody is playing like they did last year. He'll so, be on the know. he'll spend some time on the PK, um, maybe a little bit on that power play too. And um, I don't know, we're gonna see him in action here, hopefully tomorrow. And uh, well, that part of the challenge tonight, get get your uh challenge answers ready is who is he going to fight on the Florida Panthers tomorrow night if he dresses? <laughs> Andrew. I have a guess. Oh. Who? I, w- I would love to see him kick Kachuk's ass. <sighs> see, I'd I'm, like him to see him go after Gudis. It's going to be Gudis. It's going to yeah. be Gudis. There's yeah. no way Gudis is going to let him fight Kachuk. Can we make a gentleman's bet here? At the end of the show, we'll do that. That's what we do. So you're actually going to represent the Thunder. You're going to represent the fans. We do it every week. Um, and actually, the Thunder is leading this competition because we add it up each week. But let me let me play um, a quick round of highlights. We can commentate over it. I'm going to mute it so we don't get in trouble here. But And then I want to get your guys' thoughts on the trade. I know I've been kind of uh, going off here. But let's let's play. I, I found this YouTube video, and I think it's a great collection of highlights from this guy. That hopefully- I knew you were going to show this tonight, so I actually haven't watched it yet. I've seen it a few times, and I knew you were going to share this. So I wanted to have like we've been talking about doing some reaction videos because that's all the rage on YouTube. So I, I figured I'd make this a reaction show uh, to well, his highlight package. Yeah, you can react because there's no there's no audio here. Um, so that's going to be the guy who's scoring or hitting the shit out of people like, yeah. like right here. 84 is his number. That will be his number for the lightning. Are you going to share that or are you just going to? Yeah. Oh, wait, I'm not sharing. There you go. All right. There you go. So there he is. 84. So here's so against here's the lightning. Thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, a, I've talked about this guy a few times already this season. Chris Cran. Uh, from Tampa Bay Lightning.com has done a great job this season stepping in in the absence of Joe Smith uh, and 
you know, along alongside Eric Lindsen of really writing really great articles. He took and, over for Burns. Yeah, well, and Brian Burns, but I'm saying with, with Joe Smith, I feel like he's really Hold on. gone. He's really stepped up. Let me Look pause you right here. Because this, this, this might have been the hit since we lost to Pittsburgh so bad last night that yeah, triggered this needed. whole trade because right. he destroys Latang here. He just actually yes. lays him out. Yes, and that's what we need. We don't have <laughs> anybody that hits that way. I want this yeah. is the kind of player I want. I've been waiting for this kind of player on the lightning. For a couple we've of seasons need, now, we've needed it for a couple of years. Yes, but we, we need him to score so, too. And watch, watch this. This is a beautiful goal. And oh, and that's something and, JBB and talked about. Yeah, JBB talked about the metrics, and he said, you know, last year uh, he was getting some bounces and things were going his way a little bit extra. But then this year he's not getting any of the bounces, and he should have more goals than he does. And I think when you get him on a line, as I'm projecting, and a lot of people are with Cole, uh, Colton, and Paul. I think those bounces are going to start going his way, uh, especially could be more physical. And he's already talked about in this article, an interview that Chris Crenn did with him, pretty much got the scoop with him, uh, he, how he he's undrafted. If guys don't know that he's undrafted, but he did play in the WHL with Braden Point. He played with uh, Philip Meyer there as well. All, all three of those guys were teammates uh, and Moose Shaw. Um, and he talks about Braden Point's work ethic is what inspires him. And, you know, he always tries to work that hard and pay off people that have loyalty and, and show dedication to him. And he's saying, hey, the Lightning gave up five draft picks for me. That shows that they see something in me, and I'm coming in to prove that they didn't overpay, that they got the guy that they're looking for, and I can do my job. What I'm known for doing, that's what I'm coming in to do. And, you know, he also already said uh, that, you know, once they get settled in and everything, Tampa's the kind of town he wants to be in. He loves being in the sun and the fun and all that. And that, yes, he would be – interested in talking about a uh um oh man that's crazy that's in that's that's huge yeah, yeah. i wanted oh, wait, to throw it. Read, it, read it out because we got the podcast yeah, the, so kyle ball in the comments just said a little breaking news brad marchand has been sliced on the ankle by the skate of darnell nurse looks serious edmonton and boston medical staff both tending to him in the tunnel man that's insane that is that's not great at all I mean, we don't like that guy whatsoever, but once again, just like with the um, Kane injury, you don't yeah. want to see that happen to anybody, you know? Yeah. So, man, you know, I I hate to say this, but hopefully he's healthy in time for the playoffs because you don't want to see a team go down like that. Oh. Uh. Did it get him in the back of the leg there? When he goes past the defender, oh, right. oh it's on the inside no, of that the right inside, ankle. Inside, inside. There's the arteries there, dude. Yeah, oh. there's an artery there. But there's pads there too. Yeah. yeah, no, the pad, the pads. I think he got them right where the pads stop. Yeah, it's like right. It looked like it's almost right above the laces on the skate. It's weird. It's hard yeah, to tell, well, but we'll keep, a, hey, keep an eye yeah. on that. We don't no, want no, to. No, so no. here's here's yeah. here's my here's my two cents on the whole trade. If I may jump Good. in here. Please. Um, at no, first we brought I you saw, here just to sit there <laughs> and talk over you. I, stash, I'll, I'll, I'll remember that stash. Don't worry. Um, no, no, no. It, it when I first saw when I first saw it come through, I was I was like, okay, there goes all of our draft picks. But you know, who did JBB learn from? Right? He learned from Iserman. He took over for Iserman. And you know, my whole thing is, you know, at first I was all disappointed and bummed out, but like in reality, like. JVP knows what he's doing. And I forget who made the comment about, you know, um, Janelle wanting to come in here and prove himself because Lightning obviously spent so many draft picks on him. Like, he's going to show up. I think he's going to be the, either 
I don't know who he's going to play on the line with yet. I've, I've been trying to play out the lines in my head, um, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. And being, I, I'm going to be surprised on who who sits and and who he takes over for. You know, I feel like it might be Vladdy Nemestikov. That's my that's my guess, but I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. It's yeah, Vladdy or Belly, right? Well, here's the two things about that. One, Nemestikov has the bigger cap hit, right? Um, and I think he probably has a bigger upside as the potential top six guy on another team. Um, but then also you think about, okay, if we're trying to maybe still strengthen the blue line, uh, Philip Myers is really only in the AHL because of his cap hit at two and a half mil. So if you move Nemestikov just for maybe some late round picks to get back what you just gave up for Janot, and then you can bring up Myers as that extra defenseman, um, that's almost trading for a defenseman. You know what I'm saying? Like so I just being able to add. So I want, I want to read what JBB said. This is from Chris Cran. So mm-hmm. is at the end of the day, I know there's a perceived value of those picks, but we have a really good idea what the actual value of those picks are. Individually, you can go, what's first round pick worth? What's the second round pick? And so forth and so on. When we look at what's worked to us based on the odds of those picks turning into good NHL players down the road, I'd rather have the good player right now for this season and next and help this group win right now because I know what the odds are for those picks turning into players. I also know what the odds are of those picks turning into players that can help us win while we have this group of players right now in their prime, ready to go for another long run. The odds of that are zero. None of those picks were going to help. None of the players we were going to draft with those picks are going to help us win this year or next or probably the year after that. So when you put it into the context and you frame it that way, it ends up being a pretty easy decision. And yeah, Eric Erlinson kind of talked about JBB's philosophy about how he kind of owes it to the core of this team to get whatever he can done to win the Stanley Cup. We're trying to win the Stanley Cup here, not yeah. five years from now. And they asked him if he was done, and he said he does not know. And I never would, never. I would, never and usually in, the, in previous years, he has said, I'm done. So mm-hmm. I would imagine because he came out and said that Janot was a top nine uh, forward. So you knew he was going to be in one, two, or three uh, in one of those lines. He wasn't going to go in the fourth line. So you know one of those are going to sit. We are not going to sit somebody who's making $2.5 million nope. uh, and give up five draft picks and a player just to sit somebody. There is yeah. – got to be something else coming down um that is in place and my my guess would also be that we're going to get more draft picks out of it maybe not a player it might just be a whole bunch of draft picks that's why he didn't care about five shed cap and you know a fifth and a sixth rounder and then on top of that nashville was believed to be asking for two first rounders for janelle yeah um so uh, if, you, if you watch the entire press conference from JBB, it's on TampaBayLightning.com. You can go to their videos. It's up there. It's about a, almost a 13-minute news con- uh, pre- or, uh, press conference. Press conference. Did. And uh, he talked about the fact that because he has a great relationship uh, with their GM. Paul, who's his last Paul. year, and he's setting it up for Trots now yeah. because Trots takes over. Right. And they have a great relationship. Uh, we play – and he said, you know, we play them in preseason – um, we've had some other things and he's like, you know, he's been, uh, Jano's been on uh, JBB's radar for a couple of seasons now. And, mm-hmm. 
he knew that JBB was interested. So as soon as he opened up the, um, opened up the door for him, he called JBB first. So like if there were other teams that were looking at him, which I know Maple Leafs fans were certainly looking at Janot and trying to hopefully you know they were going to bring Janot in. So even if their front office wasn't, um, it looks like we lost Andrew. There. I know Andrew said, "Fuck you guys, you don't yeah, let me like, talk fast." Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think his internet probably went out or something. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah, we, uh, so th- that relationship, I think kind of helped him get this deal done and yeah, it seemed like a lot, but again, for the lightning, it's not a lot whenever you have the potential to win a Stanley cup this season, can, you know, can I just go over the list and, and remind people of kind of the lightning's first round picks for over the last 10 years? Just, yeah, just please. to maybe it'll make yeah. people feel a little bit better about you know losing some of mm-hmm. some of these draft picks, which we don't know what's going to happen with them. But let's go back to 2012. Slater Cuckoo. We drafted number 10. Later in that first round, number 19, we drafted this goalie named Andre Vasilevsky. Yeah. Hey, real quick shooter. Why don't you go one year before that? Because I think people are going to be amazed of who we drafted in 2011 in the first round, especially because that was Cooch's sixth round we got. Listen, mm-hmm. I'll go back to 20 or 2009. So 2008 was Stamkos, 2009 was Hedman at two. And then we also had Carter Ashton at 29 in that first round in 2009. 2010, oh. Brett Connolly, who I think he's still sticking around somewhere. 2011, yeah. this is the one you wanted me to bring up, Thomas. Vlad Nemestikov, a guy who might not be on this roster by the end of this week. Drafted uh, before Kucherov. That was the year we drafted four Russians. We no. we drafted Vladdy, Kuch, then Nesterov, and then um, uh, the one, the Kutsev. Um, four Russians we, we did that year, and they were calling it the whole Russian um, draft from Iserman that year. And... It's funny to see Cooch is definitely outplayed uh, Vladdy. And then you also have Nesterov, who never really made it here in the NHL. He He's uh, huge over in Russia. He's playing over there, and I believe he's captain of a team. He's still playing. Um, a really good guy. He was always good with the fans. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny seeing names was our – first round pick that year and it's Cooch's draft all right tw- let's go go through the rest 2013 jonathan druin zero goals this season uh 2014 anthony anthony d'angelo not a horrible player kind of a horrible attitude yeah. uh 2015 no first round pick we still did find that year uh 2016 brett howden shipped him out a while ago <laughs> uh, he scored on us right he's he, he's yep. it's, yeah so he's at least doing something in Vegas. 2017, Cal Foot. See you, Cal. Bye bye. 2018, no first round pick. We're just fine. It's it's 2023 now. We're doing just fine. 2019, Nolan Foot. We shipped him out before we shipped Cal out. Yeah. Um, and then 2022, we still got Isaac Howard. That's our guy. But we haven't had a first round pick since 2019 before that. And we're not going to have one this uh, upcoming year. We're trying to win Stanley Cups here. We're in a different position than everyone else. So if you're really, really worried about those draft picks, you should be really worried about winning the Stanley Cup this year. Yeah. The, the one thing is that uh, the, the, this team is already packed with superstars. 
that's the thing. Wait, you need draft picks when you don't already have superstars, when you don't already have the crazy amount of talent that we have in our top six, right? I mean, how many how many of these other guys would be cracking the top six and have had a chance to maybe play and develop in this in this team if it wasn't already so stacked? I mean, even the top nine for the last several years has been so good, we can't make room for the talent in the AHL that could probably come up and play on 15, 20 other teams in this league. Right. So you have to understand what this team is made of, how it's built and what our window is. And and it's to me, I still think it's three, four years with the way they have their contract structured. And if please, God, the salary cap could go up accordingly instead of them doing shit that it, it hasn't hurt any team more than the lightning in the NHL, maybe Vegas. But that's just because they don't know what the hell they're doing. But. You know, the Lightning have probably suffered more than any other team for a lack of cap growth the last three years. Well, so. it's hurting the Rangers right now, too. They've had to play well, the last couple of games a couple of mans down, waiting for this Patrick Kane trade that they can't even do until the first. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's hurt some other teams, but, I mean, really the Lightning have really struggled with mm-hmm. it. And JBB's done a great job uh, handling it so far. So, you know, it's like I say, and all five guys on the ice – play defense generally okay i understand there are some guys in their career as andrew pointed out for a show like ovechkin who isn't necessarily always and he did play defense for a certain part of his career well he was at least a big hitter and a very physical guy right for a certain part of his career um but uh yeah you know most and that's what this team is known for is playing five-man defense and being responsibly defensively first at all five positions not just the blue line but the forwards too being responsible defensively and i really think not having that set third line and them trying to like flip-flop guys and trying to fit that together has been the biggest bugaboo of this team we all know how much cooper loves that matchup line we all know that he loves that third line that he can kind of put out there against high-powered offensive lines from the other team or if it's a you know four checking situation trying to keep him pendant like he loves to have that line and i think you put Janot on that third line with paul and colton who both can play center they both play left wing so you can switch those guys out in the middle on the left side uh Janot plays both sides but you can play the right side i mean most of those uh clips we saw he was playing uh on the right side so you know, he. I think he comes right in and makes that third line way better, way more dynamic, way harder you, to play with. They're a matchup nightmare. I want to know, do you guys think JBB overspoke when he said that Janelle will play tomorrow? Like, for me, I think that's more of Coop's call. I don't yeah. I don't think JBB should have announced that today. Um, now, here's the thing. I was at the airport last night. Me and April Tremble were at the airport last night to say goodbye to Cal. Um, <laughs> we were actually at, we asked him if he needed help packing. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but at 12 30 last night, the whole coaching crew had a meeting last night. Yeah. Um, and now they just did a four hour flight. So you would think that they could have done a meeting on that plane, but for some reason, um, Nigel told us that, they had to go. Um, they were going to a meeting that they all were meeting together. So I had to guess that that would have been the, hey, he's starting tomorrow. Um, JBB was on the plane with them. So um, he had went up to Detroit to uh, to let Calfoot know he had been traded. Um, he was pulled out of Yeshe. He 
didn't play yesterday, but it didn't make news because they had been switching foot and flurry in, but he had to have them out and they knew prior to the game that he was being traded to Nashville. So that's crazy because uh, Jeannot didn't know until after like Harry did the pregame warmups. Yeah. Like he went out and skated with his team and got ready for the game. And in between warmups and going out, the uh, coach came over and said, Nope, yeah, you're not going. We're holding you out for trade reasons. And it wasn't until after the game that he found out it was uh, the Lightning that he was going to. To, to the Lightning. They didn't want to announce until after the Lightning game was over. Yeah. So. So, so yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw go. this. I'm, I'm gonna throw this out there. Um, do you guys think JVB is done making moves? No, um, because I feel that. I mean, obviously, uh, I, I feel that uh, the next person that we could go after is Max Domi from Chicago. Mm-hmm. I see. I see him being a very good fit uh, for us. Um, yeah, well, no, it's when you dropped off. Um, when you finally yeah, said you were tired of Stash's shit and signed off for a little bit, um, we had talked I about had, I had internet connection. There, there's no way that you're going to sit a two and a half million dollar player in names or even belly. He's cheaper, but you're not going to sit them for a guy you just traded five draft picks for an eight hundred thousand dollar guy. You've got to do something with that forward. That's going to be the healthy scratch for now on. And I think that might give us a clue um, tomorrow night who they sit as who might be potentially um, being traded next um, because they might be holding them out for that, which I I really hope that and it's been brought up and they're going to bring it up next year in the offseason, this whole holding a player out um, so he doesn't get injured for trade purposes. I mean, we've been talking about Chickerum being held out since I went to Dallas. Mm-hmm. So and that was, what, two shows ago. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this poor guy sitting here and can't get traded anywhere. Um, and people just keep getting scratched left and right. You have Kane, who's out, uh, just to go to the Rangers eventually on the first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I look at it this way. I think that a couple of things that have really plagued the lightning and everyone, I still see people in the comments saying that we still need defensemen. And I just, I simply don't agree. I don't think our blue line has been as bad as everybody thinks it is. I still think it's our forwards and our lack of a third and fourth line being solid and set every night that has led to some of the defensive breakdowns that have like against the penguins. That wasn't the, most of those, uh, Goals in that period occurred when they were already in our own zone, and it wasn't necessarily like everyone was playing poorly at the time, right? So, you put if you bring in Chanel, put him on that third line, like I was talking about, that's a matchup nightmare right there. Then you get to put that school bus line back together. I still think they are a very good possession line, they're still a good four checking line, they can still be a good grind line in the playoffs when those three guys play together. They're way better than they are when you put Perry up on that third line or Maroon up on that third line. Those three guys on that fourth line, you know what I'm saying? Like they, they've they got their groove together. And you bring in Janot, get that physicality and that matchup struggle uh, for other teams on the third line. Our top six is set, right? And that, and again, and again, what this helps you do is that make sure in the playoffs, you don't have to put Hagel on that third line or Killer on that third line like we saw last season. 
that really affected, especially Killer's production in the in the playoffs. We know what he usually does in the playoffs, and he had an off year because he had to be on that third matchup line that that didn't really have the chemistry and the gel that we normally see from a line like that. So I really think is is what we're looking at is we get that third line, then we get to see Killer, Stamkos, and Sorelli go in the playoffs together, all three healthy on a line together. Uh, to me, I think that. <laughs> To already have that top line with Stam, with you know Cooch, Hagel, and Point be the motor, but then you've got the second line that's just as good in their own way, and they're a good possession team, and they're skilled in all three positions and forward in different ways. So th- this really just gives you back to me. It reminds me of the the teams from 2021 and 21 22. You know what I mean? Or you know when we won the back to back cups. And the thing with Max Domi is he's three million dollars and an unrestricted free agent. That's not something JBB has been known to to do. Someone that's going to be higher than anybody we can cut um, unless they're going to do a Kalorn type um, trade. And then he's the UFA. Usually if if JBB will have to have that a contract extended before he agrees to that trade because he mm-hmm. isn't he doesn't go for those one year rentals. We haven't. I mean, Paul tech, technically was, but we knew at the end of the season that he was coming back to Tampa. So I think there has to be that kind of commitment from that player that he's going to stay here and resign with us. Yeah, I, mean, I, I like. I kind of like. You know, I'm on the same page as you, Phil. Um, you know sitting Nemestikov and, you know, putting Maroon back down there on the fourth line and putting Janot in, you know, with Colton and Paul, because, you know, that would solidify our top three lines. Um, Cause Nemestikov, you know, I love the guy, you know, he's a great player, but I just, I just don't, I don't see it in him. I, I, and here's the thing we haven't really said and given him his credit is because I honestly think they brought him in to be a top six guy. Right, they expected mm-hmm. him to be a top six guy. Hague will be a third line guy, and and that was I really think what they were expecting, and almost like what Perbix did to Foot and came in and took his job in like five seconds. Uh, Hagel came in this season and and took that job from Nemestikov, and I just don't think Nemestikov has found his stride with not getting as many minutes and not you know going back between the third and the fourth line. Uh, you know he's not playing with as much, especially on the on the fourth line. Uh, with, yeah, we, we talked about that with Ian. Yeah. We, we talked about that with Ian because of the fact that in the preseason, Names was up in those top line. And he, he got that hat trick in that final preseason game there. And we talked that, that for $2.5 million, you expected him to be one of those top lines. And Hagel just outdid it. Because everybody believed it was Cooch and his bestie Names going to be on that line together. Especially including you. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's go through some of these uh, comments. Yeah, tonight um, got some good ones in there. Dan's got a question. We have space to bring someone up from Syracuse to Bowser's. We kind of talked about that. It's kind of a log jam right now in the forward mm-hmm. spot. We got to move someone out, but we do have him sitting back there. If we do need someone, I'm a little bit more worried about depth on defense now that we lost another defender because we don't really have many guys that come up from Syracuse. Myers playing the playoffs. Uh- Right, but that's that's the move that has to be made to make because he's got a two and a half million dollar cap hit. Yeah, you know, so that some some room has to be made. I know it's still it's prorated till the end of the season, but um, 
Rob, Rob, Rob Lewis, relax. Rob, is relax. Andrew, Isaac Howard of this podcast. That's a compliment. That's the best dressed. Yeah. Well, they've been talking about it for like five comments. If you yeah. look, yeah. Um, Tony Manafort said that he was the best dressed on the podcast. Everybody uh, wants the shirt. Tell them where to get the shirt, sticks, man. Sticks of fire uh, showing up with the press. Go to go to Sticks of Fire Facebook page. Send us a message. We'll get your shirt out in the mail tomorrow. Send us some money, and then we'll see when you get the shirt. No, I'm um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. You know, Listen, I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I, I, all I'm going to say is I've been holding this in. Somebody sent this to me earlier today, and um, it's it's Jano's champ for Jano, and uh, it goes a little it goes a little something like this. Okay. Oh oh oh, he's magic, Jano. You know where you, Phil. You already know where you are. You can finish it, Phil, if you want. I was on. Oh, yeah, it. no, I was on that's, that one. Uh, if he scores tomorrow, be ready to I hear love that. It. I love it. That's good there stuff, man. Uh, uh, yeah, you, you know I'm thing. right. Hold on, let's go through the rest of these chats. You know yeah. I'm right. Would rather have Jano than Ryan O'Reilly. So um, <laughs> that's that's a bit of a stretch. These guys were talking about oh O'Reilly non-factor on Toronto first game hat trick. Yeah, call <laughs> <laughs> <All> guys. <laughs> um, Shooter called us right out on Twitter too. For that. <laughs> yeah, realistically, Rob uh, Foot has has a, was a stretch as a top four defenseman. Yeah, you just never kind of cut the top four here, and that's why he was on the block all season. He really. was a stretch as a top six defenseman. I mean, let's be honest, he was either six or seven on this on this uh, defensive core. So, yeah, I Adrian. saw some people mention. I saw some people bring up Balsers. I mean, from the couple of games that he's played, I think you know he, he he he's got he's got a lot of potential. You know, I think that you know. Everybody says that about this guy in every city he, he goes to. Balls. Never bring that balls, man. But I guess he, he really only has played like, like three games with us since he's yeah. been on the Lightning. Uh, draft picks are useless at this juncture in Tampa. He's right, Adrian Tanner is straight grit. We need that along with the Tanner. The thing about a power forward is he's going to bring a defensive game as well. I think the only downside to Jano is he gets a lot of penalties, but most mm -hmm. of those are from fights. <laughs> uh, yeah. We got a guy who will drop the gloves with everyone. Not that Maroon wouldn't do it, but Maroon's more of a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. Maroon, Maroon just grapples. Yes. He's you know, a grapple. He's if, a grapple. If you look at, if you look at everybody on, you know, that is a potential fighter on our team right like who comes to mind the only person that comes to mind is Chernak and Chernak really I don't I really haven't seen him drop the recently I, yeah. I think part of it is because he just wants to be healthy this year because he had yeah. such a rough season last year I really think he's just trying to be more careful and stay healthy so uh, Janelle currently, yeah. currently ranks fourth in the NHL with 213 hits this season he's tied for the most fighting majors with nine in his first full season last year he led the league in fighting majors with 14. He dropped the gloves. Um, one of them was Ryan Reeves. Um, he showed ability to put the puck in the back of the net. He scored 24 in his rookie season and racked up 130 penalty minutes. I yeah. think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be a great fit for us. I think he's you know, he's gonna be that that great player that that we don't, if you want to just you know call a spade a spade, we don't really have right now, right? Well, JBB compared him to a Yanni. <laughs> Uh, Coleman, a good draw, but said he's bigger and faster. Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 So to me, to me, what he looks like is a more physical uh, JT Miller. Honestly. Yeah, that's what he. That's what he reminds I, me of. 
I was looking at what who people were comparison him today and just the people that they were comparing him to. And I'm like, how did you forget JT Miller? Like that he is very JT Miller-esque. He's um, maybe not on quite as offensively minded, but he's like a little bit more physical. But he he proto like the size, the speed, the skill. He reminds me a lot of JT Miller, which to me is yeah. still the one that got away from this team. So uh and you know, RFA. He's already talking about extending. So yeah, you know, it's, you know what? I kind of look at this. So much sense. This is this is a JBB counter punch. Yeah, because you exactly. see well, New York Islanders, Rangers. Let's get these little guys that can are fast and they score and they're shifty. Well, you know what? We're the Lightning. We we don't have that we much cap space to make that big move. We don't need to make that move. We don't need it. Yeah, we don't need. We it. need a guy who's gonna lay a hit on Patrick Kane in a Rangers uniform or Tarasenkov or whoever else, you know, Ryan O'Reilly. Who? Welcome to the East, everyone. Everyone's coming in uh, and jumping in. We need a guy that's going to punch and hit those guys because, you know what, you take one hit from a guy like this, you're going to remember it the rest of the game. That's what he needs to do on this team. And that's he's a third liner on this team. If he can throw in some goals to boot, we'll take him. Look what happened with Nick Paul. So, uh, Derek Lalonde, you know, our old ex, one of our ex coaches now, the Red Wings coach, he says, I'll never question Julia Breezeball. Every summer, the league sends me replica trophies, and I like working under him. And I'm probably not standing here in front of a bunch of cameras and bad lighting without Julian Breezeball. Oh, Chris, long time coming in hot. You're down with JBB? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> oh, way to go, Chris. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we're, we're going to be talking about you know all season. Uh, yeah, the rest of the season. What's, so what's up? What's going on with Sticks so far? You guys had a watch party last last night, right? Yeah, we had a so watch party at Riveters. The, there the was worst also game a, ever, but I, ta- a, I imagine I couldn't make it. So I was playing hockey myself, but I imagine – um, you guys had a good old time. It was it, it was a good time. You know, it was a Sunday night game, so you know, turnout, which we were, you know, it was it, it was a good turnout. We had we had we had fun. Uh, we we off we auctioned off a uh, Sorelli stick and a domestic hot puck. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but real quick before we before I talk about sticks, um, somebody made a comment, and I'm, I just want to kind of um, touch on it real quick, and then I know you want to get uh, get off of this Geno thing, but. Uh, Vladdy and Cole for Luke Shen. I don't know. You know, I, I think Vladdy and Cole would make a good trade package. Um, so I, no, I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're improving with Shen um, and Cole. I, I uh, yeah. I know uh, a lot of people aren't high on Cole. I'm not. Someone posted on Facebook earlier about you know, do you like Cole? I don't. And I'm like, my comment was that's my wife's and I's biggest topic of conversation during every game is how unsold we are on Ian Cole. But also, there's not a lot of room for upgrade there. I mean, he's mm-hmm. making three mil. I think we kind of overpaid for him a little bit. Like, if you want to talk about overpay, I think that's the overpay. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Ruda won a term. So that's why I think they weren't able to re-sign him because they knew they couldn't give him what he wanted for more than one year at a time right now. So <clears throat> it sucks they had to pay for a one-year UFA like Cole they did. But I don't think you go pay him what you did and then go trade him, trade him now Whereas Nemestikov is a guy that is just the odd man out now. You know what I mean? And I, I think once if 
If you can get the, the forwards gelled more defensively, then that gives Coop the ability to have a little bit more confidence in his blue line pairs. And he doesn't feel like he's having to shift those pairings up as much as he has either. And so, you know, I think that just in its own self is going to help the blue line be better. The more solid that your your forward pairings are, the more solid your blue line pairings can be. And the more solid those pairings are, the more they know who's out there, who's making the plays. Uh, you know, there. I think it was Chris also said that um, – Chris said that uh, – oh, what was he saying before? I, you you uh, threw me off by putting that comment up there. Um, where is it at? 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 Uh, oh, odd man rushes and breakaways. And, yes, some of that's on the blue line. But most of that is really when the forwards turn the puck over and then the defense is playing what they normally do, which is up a little bit. The Lightning are known for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if the forwards aren't being responsible with the puck, they're the ones that are kind of hanging the blue line out to dry. It's not always the blue Making line. Making those blind passes. Exactly. It's not always the blue line's fault yeah. for the odd man rush and the breakaways. Most of the time, it's an intercepted pass from a forward in the middle of our zone or somewhere in the neutral zone. So, and you know. This, this yeah. week in particular, we were making awful passes on offense. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know what this team's gotten into. They went back into we don't want to shoot mode. And we wouldn't have just oh. pass, pass, pass it in. Yeah, Coop was um, getting pissed. Coop punched the boards. Yeah, because he was so pissed that they were giving up one, one too many passes. Yep. Yeah, yep. that was the Buffalo so game. Back, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, uh, shooter, back to uh, back to your comment about the watch parties. Um, last night we um, at our watch party last night we were able to raise. So with the fifty fifty raffles that we do half the money will go to the group then half the money will go to a certain charity uh last night we raised 150 150 bucks for points by paul um which is nick paul's foundation um and then the last our our watch party in january we raised 210 dollars for i think it was cooper's foundation um so you know there's 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 tate commenting on it now um so you know it's you know, we're trying to, you know, we're really trying to make it, you know, not all about just, just sticks. You know, we're trying to benefit certain players, um, charities. Um, I think the next, our next watch party uh, is going to be uh, for pointers, Braden points charity. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And that one in January was awesome, man. Out there at the Advent uh, Arena, Advent Center, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was up there at, um, uh, what's the name of the bar there? Um, Top Shelf. Top, Top Shelf. shelf. Yeah. Top Shelf. Yeah, yeah. That was a good time. But yeah, no, anybody that wants to get, you know, that wants to get involved with the group, you know, keep an eye on our Facebook page. Um, we're getting ready to uh, blast out some more shirts. I know Shooter mentioned that earlier. Um, you know, but it's uh, anybody and everybody's welcome. It's not there just a certain anybody and everybody. I want to make sure that that's clear to anybody watching, anybody that's not watching, spread the word, you know, mm-hmm. come one, and come you, one, come all. And, and if you're going to a game, and you want to sit in a section that's got a lot of pep and a lot of fire and a lot of fun. Three hundred seven. The higher, the better. Phil, I don't the know. The higher, the about, better. Three hundred seven. I don't, know what, you're, I don't know what you're talking about, Phil. What do you mean by that, Stash? Take it how you want. Take it how you want. It, the it's higher, for the me. better. Where, where, it's always you, a double entendre coming from me. It always means. Clarify, well. Can you clarify a little bit? It's Stash. yes. The it's, higher the seat number. <laughs> the, the further to the fun. top of the arena 
the right, more fun you're going right to have. Right up there, 307, right about row R-S-T. That, that's where you will always be entertained. The best part for me is always when Thunderbug comes up and just gets the loudest cheer <laughs> of, of the night yeah. uh, on some occasions. So, yeah. And always a good chance you're going to get on the Jumbotron if you sit up there too. So, you know, if you're an attention whore like some people on this show, I don't know. <laughs> uh, um, 307 is a good place to get on the jumbo jump. It's a it's a vibe. I promise you. I, I I'm very confident in this next statement that I'm about to make. But if you sit in 307 and it's your first game ever, multiple people have told me, "Listen, we we came back to this section because you guys are a vibe. You guys make the game fun." Some That's of the chants might be somewhat borderline. Nah, it is it is what it is. It's hockey. It's a blue collar well, sport. I think what we should do is we should make AI. Let's see if AI can make a sticks of fire chant. Oh, I like it. Do you think? Do you think this will work, Andrew? Um, I'm I'm game. I'm up, <laughs> I'm up for anything and everything. Okay, so I'm trying to think with with um these AI bots. You have to like have a pretty prescriptive kind of like line that you put in here so i will put in here create a tampa bay lightning you say chant or song chant but chant chant see let's see if it will recognize create a sticks of fire tampa bay lightning chant for the next game i'm gonna share here Let's see the AI in action. Sometimes this works. Sometimes this doesn't. All right. How about the Tampa Bay Lightning chat for the next game? Sticks of fire, lightning striker. Bolts are here to ignite. Thunder. Oh, this is a whole fucking poem. The crowd roars. Tampa Bay, we own the floors. With sticks in hand and hearts ablaze, our team is ready to amaze. From blue line to blue line, we'll light the lamp and make it shine. So let's go, Bolts. Let's hear it loud. We'll bring the heat and make them proud. Sticks of fire, we light the way and bring home the victory today. Okay. Now, remember that for tomorrow. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, hey, shooter. Listen, when we do our marches, um, which um, – just going to throw this plug out there. Uh, March 12th tailgate is our first tailgate. We will be followed by a March, which is a Sunday game. Um, there are some, there are some chants that we do for sticks of fire. Um, sorry, my dad's walking by now um, making weird, weird faces at me, which is really weird. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, but there are some chants that, that sticks of fire has, for the group um, that are kind of long that I'm not going to get into right now. Um, but however, uh, March 12th is our first tailgate. So um, nice. location be determined. However, Phil, I hear you're good at barbecue. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I will challenge you. This is a oh. formal oh. challenge to bring your best dish to the tailgate on March 12th. And I promise well, you, you'll have a, a good uh, competition. Well, the funny you funny you mentioned that because all season long, it's been a busy season for us. But Rob Lewis, who usually does the cooking for you guys at Tailgate, uh, oh I know, and Shooter and I have been talking, 
and we tried to get a barbecue together earlier this season and we were just a little busy and we couldn't make it work logistically. And I was hoping that here in, in you know, March or so for the playoffs, we'd have an opportunity to do just <laughs> this. So well, challenge, challenge accepted. Well, uh, listen, long story I know short. That, I know, I know that Rob Lewis is watching this podcast oh, yeah. right now. He's right there. And I, and I, and I'm very, very confident in saying that Rob Lewis, I'm speaking on your behalf and I'm speaking on sticks of fire behalf. Rob Lewis will come strong with his best dish or dishes. So put it on your calendar. I'm going to organize a um, non-biased group of judges at the tailgate. And uh, I think you got to have one common item that they both do their own version of, of one common. Yeah. Thomas, that's a great idea. That they can be judged by unbiased people and nobody knows who A's so, is, who B's is, and right. my man. So Thomas, you bring up a good you bring up a good point. Um, shooter, what's your what's your best dish? Uh, whatever. Uh, no, sorry, sorry, not shooter. Sorry, shooter sorry, can't cook much shit. Whatever Phil. public is selling on Phil, <laughs> pulled, pulled, a pulled pork dish. I mean, pork butt. I'll, I'll tell you what. Right now, for me, it's brisket. Brisket's my. Brisket's you can do the pulled pork though, but. But I'll tell no, here, you what. here, here, here. I'll let, I don't want to have any kind of you know. You, you were hesitant about the the pork dish, so listen. March twelfth. It's not that my pork Rob, isn't good. I'm just saying I, my favorite and my my gold stars, my brisket. My, my next to it is is my pork butt. I mean, it's like one A one B. I mean, I bring my collard greens, and that's over. All I gotta <laughs> do is bring my collard greens, and conversations <laughs> over. Okay. Hey, listen, we don't that's need we don't need to get into so, we don't need to get into side dishes. But if you want to get into side dishes, that's oh. a different topic. However, Rob Lewis, brisket, March twelfth. You better bring right. your aid game because we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll decide strong. and see what works best for both of us. Yeah. I mean, because it's not always easy to cook a brisket and then transport and blah blah pork butt. Pulled pork is a lot easier to cook off site and then bring it and and serve it in a tailgate setting. But I'm not making excuses. If we want to throw down on brisket, brisket it will be. Let's do what let's do it. We'll figure, figure it out. out. Yeah. We'll, we'll let everyone know it's there's gonna be a cook off. What was the March twelfth? Twelve. March twelfth. March twelfth. Right. Daylight so savings time. Spring forward. It'll most likely be at the corner of uh Whiting and Jefferson. Either in you the lose dirt lot, and I'm better. Either in the dirt lot underneath the overpass, the cross town overpass, or northeast corner in the parking lot right there. We're still That's trying to figure it out. PM game against Winnipeg. Correct. Tailgate will start four at four, four or five. All right, Tony. I, I listen, Tony. I know you're showing out for your boy, but trust me, you don't want to bring this. You don't want the smoke. All right, you <laughs> do not want the smoke, bro. All right, I have a long list, long list of very satisfied diners up here at Casa de Stash, and uh, trust me, it's gonna be a heavyweight twelve round fight between me and Rob Lewis. Either way. AI has chimed in here, and it cannot predict the outcome of a hypothetical cook-off between the Stash and Rob Lewis. It doesn't have access to their cooking skills or the specifics of the competition. It ultimately depends on factors such as the theme of the cook-off, the judges' preferences, and the dishes. It it should have been listening to our entire conversation, and then it would have had some of those details. Let's put one more in here. Howard Tanner, Tanner Janot. Uh, help the the Tampa Bay Lightning win a Stanley Cup. Let's see if it comes up with anything. Oh, we're going to get a story tier. Thomas, you want to read this one? Once upon a time, the Tampa Bay Lightning were struggling in the playoffs. They had lost a few games in a row, 
which that doesn't happen. And we're on the verge of being eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. The team was feeling deleted and hopeless. Good Lord. And hopeless, and they were in desperate need of a spark to reignite their fire. That's when Tanner Janot, a young forward who had recently joined the team, stepped up. He knew that he wasn't one of the team's top stars, but he also knew he had something to offer. His tenacity and grit. He had grown up watching. Oh, the, the, this is a fucking book. He's going to win it for us. <laughs> it, it finally finished. It finally he's, finished. He, he's going to win the trophy for the MVP. Is <laughs> <laughs> what it, the very end is from that day forward. Janot was known as a player that could help his team win when it mattered most. He continued to work hard and improve his game, and he became a key part of the Lightning, a championship run for years to come. Boom. That's wow. what I like to hear. Oh, but it does say in the end, the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. It says they won the Stanley Cup that year. Janot wasn't the team's leading scorer, but he had played a key role in their success. His tenacity and work ethic had set an example for his teammates, and the goal had been turning point in the playoffs. That's a lot. That's insane. This wow. is way too much for a lot. <laughs> this, that's way too much fun, Shooter. I, I, don't you, know where you, I don't know how you hey, found that, but that's amazing. We're, we're doing overtime after the show, so we might screw around a little bit in over, <laughs> overtime with AI, and we might like it might be a little bit more inappropriate because the uh, after show is uncensored. Not like the show's censored either, but. <laughs> but but it's only on YouTube, so we can get away with a lot more shit. Let's, re- let's recap the games real quick. Yeah. You okay. want to go back to Buffalo? It seems like, seems like a month ago. Uh, that I was at the Buffalo game and uh, we lost in overtime. Yeah. Me, so. you, me, you, and Mandingo got to sit together for that game. Um, um, Shooter was in the bathroom for the first two goals by the Lightning. I was. So we tried we try to keep them in there. I was like, uh, should, I back? should I go for overtime to the bathroom? I should have <laughs> gone to the bathroom. For but, you know, there was a part at that game. Um, there were several things that we couldn't see there at the game that was brought up that we we've seen now, I think since um, the um, trip that was not called on stammer because oh. Rob's last thing shooters last thing before we walked out of the building was I hope stammer remembers that um, he cost us that game and then come to find out it wasn't that. Um, things that people didn't see on uh, on TV that was at the game. They were fighting all night long. They were chasing each other to the ba- uh, to the benches all night long. If you're at the game, you saw each Lightning players and Buffalo players chasing each other to the benches, talking shit the whole time. Those teams hate each other. And we got one more game, that makeup game. Um, front end of a back to back this weekend. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be good. It's in Buffalo for that makeup game that got snowed out. So that's gonna be a good game. Of course, Chernock got suspended for the elbow for two games. Two games, but he's back. Should be back tomorrow. Yep. Chernock will be playing tomorrow. Fucking joke. I mean, I'm not saying that he not saying that elbow wasn't tucked like it should be. There was some space. You could see some light between his body and the elbow. I, I get that, but. When I see the replay, he did it on purpose. The last time he was suspended was against the same team. Yeah, I know. <laughs> makes, makes it two games usually. That's why he got the extra game. Yeah. yeah. So. Anyways, <laughs> to, 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 to then not call that trip in overtime was just r- really ridiculous as far as I was concerned. But anyways, yeah, the, the, you, the, you can't do that. You can't be on uh, looking. And by the way, 
that was going for a franchise record 16 straight home victories. Uh, and no, they, 16 straight with a point, and we still no, we got point. it. Oh, yeah, yeah, because no, we no, had no. already lost the victory one earlier, uh, like a week ago. Oh, that's right, that's at, right. At, at 13. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, defense was horrible this game, and like you talked about, Sasha, it's not just the defense, um, it's the offense that contributes to that. Way too many. You know, odd man rushes and breakaways. It was insane, but you got to give credit to uh, Tage. We got Taged, bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's that, that that kid's insane. He's good. Yeah. He's big he's too. Good. He's huge. Boy. He's yeah, huge. Yeah. You know, there's a couple, there was a couple of people that were you know saying, "Oh, we this should be an easy win." I said, "Guys, don't sleep on Tage Thompson." Or and what happened? Yeah. Well, what happened? Tage Thompson put on a clinic. Listen, and, Buffalo is just a little bit of confidence away from being a legit uh, top six team in the East. That's all they really need is like maybe one or two role players and some confidence that they can go a whole season and not have these collapses, you know, at a certain point. Because the last few years, they started off really well and they finished really well. It's the middle of the season that they can't just keep it going. And that's what, you know, has put them out of the playoffs. So they're, they're a much better team. Uh, than they look like on paper and uh, well, at least in the standings wise. So yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and and this is what I like about Sidney Crosby. We talked about it before is, you know, Crosby's talking about, we need more divisional games and less interconference games. We, we don't need, you know, so many of these. So I, in the seedings and the playoffs, I think this creates much better rivalries in the regular season when they play more, not these, you know, playoff matchups. Sure. Us in Toronto, us in, in Florida, those things have kind of happened. But I think we already had natural rivalries with them because we're in division. You know what I mean? So I, I think that this some of these seedings and the way that they schedule uh, the NHL teams right now, maybe they need to look at it in the offseason. You know, I think I don't really like Sidney Crosby, but I think he had a good point at the All-Star game when he brought up some of these points. So, uh, yeah, that being said, Buffalo is not a team to sleep on ever. No. Well, the no. thing about these these last three games, at least, were Buffalo, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and we're going to see this the rest of the season. But those teams are like fighting for to get the playoffs. No. Correct. So they've got that extra kind of motivation behind them. By the way, we skipped we skipped the Ducks. We beat the Ducks last Tuesday night, six to one. Yeah. Oh, that was the game. I got to. That was I had a meet and greet with Maroon that night. Yeah, and um, did you ask him to come on the show or anything? You did. You don't get to talk to them. <laughs> you get you, you get very little. It, it, it looked like I, your I will, best I, friend got pretty cozy with him. He's gonna put in headlocks and whatnot. I, don't yeah. know. I, I will say, I will person. say, I was uh, I was invited by a friend of mine to go to that meet and greet, and uh, said friend showed up wearing this shirt, and Maroon saw it, and just you know his reaction, he just smirked and just started laughing when he saw the shirt. So nice. you know he's uh. Of course. <laughs> so, but uh, that's good. Sure. And then the yeah, next no, one was a uh, alumni meet and greet, and that was Phil Esposito. Um, so people got lucky to see Phil, Phil Esposito. Also on, on Block Party today, and I listened to it already. And and on the eleventh, I get to be in the radio booth with Esposito and Dave Michigan. Do you think you'll get a minute to ask them if they want to come on the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought about like name drop at all. Listen, you get to talk to them. Be this will be my third time being in the radio booth. It, it's a great experience. I'm taking April. 
uh, Trimble because I like to take someone that isn't a season ticket member that might ne- never get the chance to do it and that it would mean something to them and everything else. And so, <laughs> Stash. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. So, no, Keep going. You, you get to stand over top of Phil and Dave and literally like see everything they're doing. The last time I was in there, Phil was having a conversation with his wife, texting his wife, and you get to see the whole conversation that they're having. And Did then, you read it? yes, she wanted him to come. Well, because he talked to us about it during breaks, she wanted him to come to um what's the bowling place over there at channel side splitsville splitsville Splitsville. she wanted him to come splitsville after the game and he's like i'm fucking tired i want to go home but then he responds yes dear i'll see you when the game's over Uh, but the whole time during the commercial he's like bitching and complaining about it but the best thing is you know of course here in a michigan call a goal um so they sent me three different dates to pick from and i figured who are we going to score the most against i'll pick the blackhawks Nice. Uh, so, so I'm hoping uh, that we score quite a bit against the Blackhawks, so that we get to see yeah. that famous Michigan yell. Yeah, and we and we glossed over it a little bit, but uh, that Anaheim game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but it was the biggest uh, lopsided betting line in the history yep. of the NHL. We were the biggest favorites in the history of the NHL in a regular season hockey game against the Ducks. And I think that six to one score uh, is approved. Why? Uh, Which is what we talked about in the last podcast that we needed a game like that mm-hmm. because we had just came off that seven to one Shalakin from Florida that we needed a game that was going to give us. And we thought that would give us some good momentum going in and then we lose two out of the next three. Yeah. yeah. By the way, that Ducks game should have been a shutout. Got sloppy at the end. Yeah. Yep. But yep. Saturday in yep. Detroit, did get the shutout. What was it? Forty-five saves. Yeah, Bassy yes. stood on his head that game. Yeah, yeah, a lot of saves. But I will say the team, especially after that that last game um, where Buffalo was in town, that there was a lot less odd man rushes, breakaways, all that shit, and that does make a difference. You can take shots all night long on Vassy from outside of you know that that bubble right in front of him, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not going to go in unless they get tipped. It's deflection, uh, or or he can't see it. Which he, that's when he lets in goals. No. Um, so that Detroit game, you know, I thought the defense. I gave them a little bit of a, a round of applause because they were better than that Buffalo game. Despite a lot of people called me out for saying that, despite the forty-five shots they did come. My my problem with that game was we only had eighteen shots. 18, that's what I was just saying. That, that shots was my problem with that's, that. That's like kudos for Vassy for stopping forty-five. But 18 fucking shots when you got um, arguably one of the best teams on the ice. You you cannot do that. You can't do that going into the playoffs. You've got to find more opportunity. And these teams are finding ways to disrupt us. And there were so many bad passes on that game. And that's why it was 45 saves for Vassy on that night. Because mm-hmm. they were getting so many of those passes. And I think it was Brian that brought it up during the telecast that the teams know we're going to do that now. We're going to yeah. do that drop pass. We're going to go for that one fancy pass. Mm-hmm. And it's getting too many. We need to stop that. And they they need to 
you know, just shoot that shoot mentality back. They need to get it. Yeah, and it was the Red Wings game actually where uh, Coop got pissed off and hit the boards. It was this game uh, because uh, Mrs. Stash watched it while I was out um, having the after party for the barbecue, <laughs> and she she brought it up to me, and I and that's when. But that's what Brian Brian's the one that mentioned it, and he brought it up that these guys are making that extra pass and that. I mean, Hagel um, in that game had a beautiful opportunity. And, and made that try to make the extra pass and the defenseman laid down, use a stick and blocked the pass. And they didn't even get a shot on net there. Yep. And they had a perfect opportunity to come in and shoot and get a rebound or get some kind of opportunity off of that. And they aren't doing that. So, uh, so, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's that same thing that we see and it, and it carried over, you know, kind of even in the Pittsburgh game, you know, yeah. and, and they're still not kind of doing the same thing. They're, they're okay. overpassing and they're not taking the easy shot that they're getting. And I think Serena is the one that said it earlier that they they've been saying because we've been having so many back to back, it's really hard to work on those those little odd things that those small things that they need to do um, because of course they don't practice on that second day. Um, and they have you seen the schedule for this month? Or for yeah, months? I know. Uh, you know, yeah, a lot of back to backs. Yep. And so, you know, it's going to be hard working on those things, but I have to think that was maybe something in that meeting last night, the coaches' meeting last night, also. All right. Well, uh, yeah. the, the Pittsburgh game, let's not talk about that except uh, 700 points for Cooch. Um, yeah. he's the Fifth. sixth. Six fast. Yeah, six fast. All time. And yeah. the names on that list are all Hall of Famers. Basically. And if that game kept going, Pittsburgh would have scored 700 themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I thought the Lightning did better in the third period. But, I mean, at, after you give up five goals in four and a half minutes, it's Over. it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Let's, so. let's do the challenge and get the heck out of here. Andrew, as we started to explain towards the beginning of this podcast, we do a weekly challenge. And um, last week we had goals versus the Ducks, points versus the Savers, penalty minutes versus the Wings, and saves versus the Pens. There were none, so nobody won that one. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so we'll start off with the recap. So the Ducks uh, was goals, Schoolie, and the Thunder. Uh, who played for the Thunder last week? Serena. Serena again. Um, all right, so Point and Paul. Uh, you guys picked. They both scored. Almost everyone scored except for who me and Stash picked. Hagel and Stamkos. So a point for each of you. Uh, points first. The Sabers. I had Hedman with two points, but point. Uh, Serena the Thunder had point, who had four points and guessed four points, so they get double points on that one for the Thunder. So the Thunder cleaning house so far. Um, and already in the lead here by one over the stash. Uh, most penalty minutes first the wings. It was Perry. That was me finally getting back on the board. And then saves first the pens. Uh, I had 30, which was the closest. Uh, it was 29 saves for Elliot that game. So our stats right now, me in the rear with 11. Uh, way behind Thomas Schooley in the stash who tied at 14. And the Thunder... Starting to take the lead here with 18. Uh, so no pressure, Andrew. But I was, you say no, I was just going to say no pressure. Added. Um, because uh, these guys are right behind you, and I'm way behind. All right. Sucked it up this week. So I think that's my the, very first week getting skunked. This, Yeah, you got not, nothing last that's, week. That's my first week getting, or maybe only my second. In a while. In a while. Yeah. All right. So you already answered this one, Andrew. Who does you know fight? You're going with Kachuk, right? 
Yes, if he plays tomorrow, I my my yes, my guess is Kachuk. Um, I mean that's that's got to be the go-to guess on this one, right? Gudas. I was yeah. I mean, it, it was a toss-up between Kachuk and Gudas, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my guns and you know, Kachuk is my is my guess. I don't yeah, think Coop plays his. <laughs> I don't think Coop plays his line against Kachuk's line, so I think it's gonna be Gudas. Stashy, you got. Uh, yeah, Scully stole my fucking pick. So uh, <laughs> they picked the best ones, for sure. Um. I, I basically blocked that team out, so I have to pull up the uh, mark off. I can change my guess and go with uh, what is it, Sam Bennett? I was going to go Sam. He's <laughs> not. He's not playing. Oh, he's right? not. Oh, then I I'm not changing my guess. My guess is earlier. Yeah, Montour. I was going to. I was going to go with Montour because he's that. To, to me, he's the guy that needs to get punched in the face most on that team. Is Montour personally that? Like that's that's definitely where I, where I was probably going to end up. I just wanted to take a look at that roster is, again to see Claire, if there's someone else. Duclair's back, right? Yes, yes. He just got back, so he's probably not going to be fighting. But I'm taking him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> just all the good ones. Yeah, um, I, I thought I saw somebody say that. Uh, Coach Maurice said that Bennett and Bar- maybe Barkov weren't going to play. I'm not sure who said. That. All right, yeah. Hold on, right here. Uh, Tate actually said that. Barkov and Bennett will not play tomorrow night against Tampa. Okay. So no Bennett. So no All Bennett. right. Uh, Pittsburgh over or under um, for both teams, five goals. What? Say that again. Say that again. Over or under five goals in this game? Total. <laughs> total goals. Over. You're, over. you're only going five? Have you have you seen the totals yeah. of these matchups this season? Well, eventually, someone's going to play defense. You're, I guess you're going over. I'm going over. I'm going, under. I'm going over as well. Everyone's going over except for me. Okay. Buffalo. You're going under. Wow. Hey, you wonder why you're way up in the back. Yeah, I know. You wonder why you're way <laughs> up. This is how well, I know. Look, look, okay. well, you, yeah, you got to go to the law. Of, like, if you go with what and get the same point as us, it doesn't matter. You got to try and get points we aren't getting. Yeah. 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 All right, most goals. We can't pick the same one on this one. Most goals against Buffalo. And Slash go first. Oh man, against Buffalo. Um, take your time. Take your I time. am. <laughs> I am. I'm gone. No, no rush. It's a two-hour no show. No rush. Well, it's my show. I'm just um, I, I'm. I'm gonna have to go. Uh, I'm in my head because I went over last week. Now I'm all in my head about it. Uh, I'm going to go for Cooch. He's been assists lately. I think he's going to get a, a couple goals. Uh, yeah, Thomas. Um, I'm going to say Hagel. Shooter. Point. He always scores. Uh. Oh. Um. I'm gonna go with. Uh, let's just go Stammer. Why not? I almost went Janelle. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I was thinking Janelle. I I was gonna just put him. I was like, yeah, I'm go for Janelle. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? Hey, you know what? Hey, hold on, hold on. You know what? I am gonna take Tanner just for the hell of it. Why not? Like there it. you go. Give us Why not? Oh. I love you. you're such a you're such a good Samaritan. 
Uh, versus Carolina. So that's Tuesday versus Florida. Thursday is Pittsburgh. Saturday is Buffalo. Twelve thirty, by the way, matinee. Mm-hmm. Sunday's at three p.m. TNT. That's the game we're talking about right now. Carolina. Let's predict the final score. We can guess the final score the same if we want to. So mm-hmm. go ahead, whoever wants to guess first. Uh, five four two five three four two bolts. Uh, five three bolts. Four three bolts. What was your stash? Four two bolts. Four two. I'm going four three. No, you did that, Thomas. So five three. No, you did. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> That's fine. I'll go four three two. That's fine. There. The same thing. Okay. Um, all right. That's it. Uh, Andrew, you got anything else uh, you want to talk about when you are talking to at least 59 Bolts fans here? Just no. no I mean, just first off, thanks for having me on the show. Um, it was it was pretty fun. I didn't know, really know what to expect, but uh, I appreciate the, it. Imagine doing huh? this every week. It's old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate the invite. Just like I said, like I said earlier, um, you know, just as far as sticks of fire goes, you know, it's we're we're open to anybody and everybody. Um, if you want to have a good time, you want to party with a bunch of crazy, uh, controlled people, passionate uh, fans, passionate fan, three Oh seven. Um, like I said, three twelve, March 12th is our first tailgate followed by that following week is a, uh, is a, our next watch party, uh, locations to be determined. And I will let you guys in on this final little sneak peek. Keep your eyes on the Tampa Bay Lightning website um, and our website, 314, March 14th. That has not been announced yet, but there is a massive watch party taking place on Thunder Alley for that game. That more details. Come back for- more details to come. I'm done. Nice. So that's, uh, so that's a seven o'clock game against the Devils huh, on a Tuesday. Yeah. Right. But uh, it's 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 gonna be a uh, Coors Light's paying the bill for that watch party. So oh, there you go. That's there all I can go. say you heard, now. You heard it here first, folks. That's why you listen. That's why you watch. That's why you stick around to the very end because you never know what kind of nuggets you're gonna get. Those people that left early, psh, they don't even know now. They don't have no clue. We'll be down there, partying with fucking Coors Light and sticks of fire on Thunder Alley, March fourteenth, seven o'clock against New Jersey Devils. <laughs> Don't forget the 12th because guess what? It's going to be a throwdown. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. There's a cookoff. March 12th. Downtown. Throwdown in downtown. Me against Sticks of Fire. Who wants to bring it? I'll start with Rob. Anyone else wants to come? I ain't scared, Tony. Think I am? You know I'm not. You don't want this smoke. I'm bringing the heat and the meat. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) On that that note. (laughs) All right. We are going to be moving over to Overtime, uh, Shooter in the Stashes, uh, YouTube. We'll be hanging out there for a little bit. Um, but Andrew, you're welcome to, to join us over there if you, if you haven't had enough. But we kind of bullshit for a little bit. Um, I'm going to be honest. It's my mom's birthday, so I am going to go spend time with my mom for a little while. Yeah, you're at home. Go go see the, the parents. But, hey, thanks for jumping on, man. You're welcome to come on anytime. Uh, until next time, though, this has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the Thunder. Be the thunder. That's it?